you're tuned to More Living with Jim Brogan, broadcasted live from the Brogan Financial Studios at News Talk 98.7, where old-fashioned values, expert knowledge, and genuine understanding come together to give you the retirement straight talk you deserve. Jim's a former National Advisor of the Year recipient and a financial educator. And he's here today to talk about how you can live out the best years of your life. Jim and the Brogan Financial Team have been helping retirees and pre-retirees across the Southeast for almost 20 years in their pursuit of financial independence. You can reach them during the week at 865-862-6800. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn, folks, because more living with Jim Brogan starts now. Happy Saturday, East Tennessee, and welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI. You know, there are so many reasons why retirement is different today. You know, we're living longer. Many of us want to be active in retirement and do all of the things we never had enough time for while we were working. At the same time, a lot of you don't have pensions You know, we worry about the future of Social Security program, of inflation, the stock market. Plus, the world is full of unpredictability. COVID is a great example of that. A solid financial plan is more important for today's retiree than ever before. And I think now is the time to start planning. Just like you would take time to plan a perfect vacation, you should take much more time to plan for the retirement you want. And it should be fluid. It's not a set-it-and-forget-it type of a thing. Whether you're worried about running out of money in retirement or paying too much taxes or navigating Social Security, educating yourself and creating a plan of action can help you get back in control. So in today today's show, we're going to discuss these topics and, and, and more. So if you have questions about your retirement, you're in the right place. <clears throat> I do want to mention... I have really gotten hit hard by allergies this week. I don't know if you're experiencing that with the, uh, of course, we, and then we had the weather change overnight. Um, so please forgive me if I am a little bit uh, dealing with some stuff this morning. But in, I, I'm going to talk about some really important things today. Why you still need to worry about inflation. I know many of you are. Two major forces that are shaping retirement today notably Social Security and Medicare. Now, we just had announced the highest Social Security increase in benefit for cost of living since 1982. Uh, But could there be a negative to that type of a cost of living increase? We'll get into that. How to retire without a pension. Most people today do not retire with a pension. Now, there are certainly exceptions in this area. The most notable would be Oak Ridge, if you work with DOE. But most people in in today's private employers don't don't retire with a pension. And then also, what to consider if you're thinking about selling your home in retirement or at retirement. So we'll answer some common retirement questions today that you might have and talk about some potential problems or solutions to those problems. So let's, let, let's, let's dive into inflation. You know, today's retirees are seeing higher inflation paired with low interest rates, which does not make protecting and growing your wealth easier in your later years. And it, it really puts a squeeze on you 
because interest rates are so low, but inflation is kicking in. So traditional fixed rate investments like bonds and CDs are just not as attractive. So retirement is different, and you may face challenges that previous generations didn't, like how you'll address economic uncertainty and inflation to make your savings last for the rest of your life. September inflation remained high at 5.4% year over year. Now this is due to several factors, including higher costs for materials and labor and rising energy prices. Now we also have to, you know, we can kind of temper this a little bit with the fact that we were going through the pandemic last year. We still are, but we were going through the heart of the pandemic last year. So prices got reset in September of last year, quite a bit lower. So then if they go back up this year, you know, it, it kind of is resetting back. But we're seeing <clears throat> additional challenges with the supply chain. You know, it, it's interesting, the supermarket shelves, you know, we, we I, I mean, not many people thought that we would see the issues with supply chain lasting into October of 2021. And when you go to the supermarket, you see that. Empty shelves in certain areas where you can't get food. You can't get the types of things that you would typically get. And so then that, you know, that supply and demand, that's a disruption to supply and demand, and that drives up prices. And then, of course, we all see what's happening at the gas pumps which is really like a tax increase almost. We all need to consume energy. Now, unemployment was expected to, to decrease more dramatically after higher unemployment benefits ended, but expectations have not been met. And then the Delta variant threatens a full economic recovery according to the International Monetary Fund. Now, some think that inflation will taper soon, and the Fed is still saying inflation is transitory. It, it is a temporary thing. But even if it does, you still need to worry about it. The Senior Citizens League has estimated that a Social Security benefit has lost a third of its buying power since 2000. And that's happened mostly because benefit increases have not kept up with the increasing costs of prescription drugs, food, and housing. And even 2% inflation can eat away at your, at, your, uh, at your income. You know, a million dollars 20 years ago, if you just look at inflation, or let's say a million dollars now, if we see a 2% a inflation rate for the next 20 years, what would a million dollars be worth in 20 years? In today's terms, it would be worth about $672,000. So it will have lost almost a third of its buying power. And that's the challenge with the fixed income market. You know, bonds, CDs, things like that. If you invest in longer term bonds in order to try to get a reasonable interest rate, number one, it probably is still not reasonable, but you're stuck where then in 10, 15 years, you, still, you don't have any more money and you've lost a good bit of money because you've lost buying power. So inflation is, I call it the silent killer of retirement income. It's like, in, it's like cholesterol. It kind of sneaks up on you. 
And, and then we wake up one day in 10 years and you're like, where did my income go? You just, you know, where did it go? You can't buy as much stuff. So it doesn't have the type of erosion that you see with a big stock market decline. But inflation in today's world is going to be a tremendous enemy to retirement income, especially with the low interest rate environment that we have. So then what do you need? Well, you need stability of income in the short term, which means you need to be living on your safe money investments over the next five years or, or even six or seven years. You don't want to be living on investments that go up and down in value sharply like market investments because inevitably they will be down. And that means when they're down, you're having to sell them and spend them for income. See, it's okay to sell something when it's down and reinvest, but you don't ever want to sell it when it's down and spend it for income because you'll compound your losses and then that money will never, ever come back. So you want to have enough money set aside to stabilize income over the, over the next five or six years or maybe seven years. But then in the long term, the best way to beat inflation is going to be a diversified risk portfolio in my view. Because the fixed income market is just so unattractive right now. Now, there are alternatives to traditional fixed income where you can maybe make, you know, 4% per year. But ultimately, the best way to fight inflation is your risk investment. Problem is, you're, you're, you know, stock market, stocks are very expensive today. So that means when I look forward to the future, we're very, very likely to see choppy waters over the next 10 years not robust stock market returns. <clears throat> so you need a plan to reduce volatility in your risk investments and have more diversification because if the, if the market is just very choppy and up and down and doesn't get a robust return over the next 10 years, wh what does that mean? Um, you know, if it's four or five or 6% per year for the next 10 years, and you may say, well, Jim, you know, over 10 years, the market will do better than that. I hope it does over the next 10 years. But, you know, it's actually pretty common for the market to make less than 8% per year for 10 years. We went back to 1900 and looked at all the 10-year periods since 1900. This was several years ago we did this. And we looked at all the 10-year periods since 1900 in rolling one-year increments, like 1900 to 1910, 1901 to 1911, 1902 to 1912, you, you, you see what I'm talking about. And the most common thing, the most common decade was less than 8% per year. If you look at eight, less than 8, if you look at an average return of, say, 8 to 12% per year over the decade, and then how many were greater than 12% per year, the most common was less than 8% per year. So it's not unusual to have a decade where the markets make 4 or 5 or 6% per year in the stock market now and stocks are very expensive right now so I just think it's somewhat likely that's the type of decade we're looking at and if that's the case you don't want to have full-on stock market risk on your investments especially if you're approaching retirement you meet need more diversification and balance of assets you need a way to hedge markets when markets are down so you don't lose as much that does mean you don't make as much probably when markets are up but it's a balancing act risk and reward 
It's all about balancing upside reward potential with downside risk. How much are you likely to lose when markets are down? And if you want to shave off some of those losses and not be as volatile in the down market, that means in the boom, you're probably not going to make as much. So you probably have to measure that and determine what is the right amount for your plan. And I'm coming back to the word plan. You need a plan built around how much income do you need to draw? When do you need to draw that income? How can you create stability of income in the short term? But then you've got to have growth of your investments to produce more income in the long term to fight inflation. Now, these are exactly the things I talk about in my upcoming class at Pellissippi State Community College. It's called Thrive Financially in Retirement. It's at their Hardin Valley location in the heart of West Knoxville. It's coming up this Tuesday, October 19th and 26th. It's a two-part class. So that's two two-hour sessions, October 19th and 26th. That's this coming Tuesday and the following Tuesday. It's from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. If you go to PellissippiRetirementPlanning.com, you can click to uh, download a syllabus. You can also see a short video, and you can click to register. I cover seven major areas of how to create a great financial plan in a challenging economic world right now today. If you're retired or you're within five or six years of retirement, this class is for you. It's $59 is the cost of the class. It is in person. Um, for a married couple, there's a discount. It's uh, $89 for a married couple. So, uh, And to register, you can call Pellissippi State directly at 539-5179. Again, that's 539. I I'm sorry, I've got that number wrong. 539-7167. So again, PellissippiRetirementPlanning.com, or you can call Pellissippi at 539-7167. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about two major forces shaping, so, shaping retirement today and how they might could change in the future. So stay with us. Very important information. You're listening to More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. We're on every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. and again from 3 to 4 p.m. This is More Living right here at News Talk 98.7 WOKI at the Brogan Financial Studio. And I'm your host, Jim Brogan. And there are two major forces shaping retirement today. It is much different than in the past. We're living longer and we're more active in retirement, and that's a great thing. However, it also makes the financial aspect of retirement more complex. And this is especially true when we consider the lack of pension income in today's world, which means less guaranteed income for life, and the financial pressures on government programs like Social Security and Medicare. So many retirees today do not have pensions. And there are important difference between, differences between pensions and 401ks. You know, with a defined benefit plan, which is what a pension is, they're defining the benefit that you'll receive in retirement. So the company defines what your monthly income 
will be when you retire. And then you may or may not have a spousal survivor benefit. And you, you know, usually you elect that at the time you retire. Now with a defined contribution plan, that's what a 401k is, or a 403b or, or whatever. You're putting, you or the employer or both are putting dollars in. You're defining the amount that's being contributed to the plan. And then it's complete flexibility on how much to withdraw. There's no, there's no true security there. But there's a lot more flexibility in ownership. So with a pension plan, you know, you're going to get a guaranteed income for life. Once you retire, you know, really, you don't really own an asset. You own an income stream. One good thing about it is you cannot outlive it. So even if all of your other accounts go to zero, your income never goes away until you die. Then it's all gone. And as I said, you can, you can do a survivor benefit for a spouse. But then if you do, then when the spouse dies, it is gone. So, you know, if you, if, if you retire and you're getting a pension and you die after 10 years and you and your spouse are in an accident, there's nothing left. So, you know, again, it's not an asset at that point. It's just guaranteed income and it ends when you die. With a 401k, there's no real guarantees, a defined contribution plan. There were contributions made, the money's invested, and then how much you withdraw and how the money's invested determines your long-term success, but you're fully in control. And then whatever's left goes to your heirs. So there are big differences. The big thing is you don't have that guaranteed income that you do with a pension. And fewer and fewer people have pensions. Now, a lot of people are being offered buyouts for their pensions. And you may have that where, you know, you can decide at retirement, do you want to take that guaranteed pension income or do you want to take a buyout and then invest that money and have the freedom and flexibility? And there are a lot of things that come into play there. You know, what's the financial solvency of the pension plan? How much control do you might have if you take control of it? What's the payout rate? Frankly, that is a highly individualized and customized type of a calculation of which one is going to be better for you. Okay, so be very careful. In, in today's show, I, didn't want to, I don't want to get too much into how you make that decision because I've got other things to cover. But that's an extremely important decision. You need to make sure that that buyout is a fair buyout. And the, the, the reality is the way those things are calculated, those buyouts in today's world tend to be pretty good because interest rates are so low. And again, I don't want to get into how that calculation works, but those buyouts, you know, usually are pretty attractive. But you don't, you know, you have to look at the math and make sure it's fair. And then if you take the buyout or, you know, make sure you don't take too much risk with it because you're giving up guaranteed income for life. But it's, a, you know, the, the reality is we have, while we might have more control of a 401k, we have less guaranteed income. And then when we look at Social Security and Medicare programs, they're under financial strain. Right now, Social Security is expected to run short of money in 2034. Medicare as early as 2026. Now, this doesn't mean benefits will disappear, but we're likely to see a combination of higher taxes and potential benefit cuts in some form. 
and this has already happened with the increase in full retirement age that's happened from age 65 to 67. And then we've, you know, and, and if they increase it from 67 to 69 for younger folks, you know, that's a 12% decrease in Social Security benefit. So probably some combination of tax increases and benefit cuts are on the way. There's also a trend towards privatization in Medicare, especially with privately purchased Medicare Advantage plans becoming more popular. So there's pressures on this, the government program, Social Security and Medicare, and there's less pension guaranteed income. So this makes that personal financial plan more and more important. And it goes back to the word planning. How do you structure income? How do you grow investments? How do you save on income taxes? We're going to talk about that in the next segment. But let me talk for a minute about the Social Security and the challenges of inflation. Social Security Administration announced just this week on Wednesday that retirement benefits will increase in 2022 by 5.9%. And this is the largest cost of living increase in 40 years. So the way that works, Social Security benefits rise automatically when the consumer price index for urban workers increases in the third quarter. July, August, and September of the current year over the corresponding third quarter of the previous year. That's how they measure that. And so over the past 12 years, since, not, since 2009, Social Security cost of living increases have averaged a meager 1.4%. So the 5.9% that will apply in January is the largest increase since 1982. Now, you don't have to rush out and claim benefits in order to get this Social Security increase. It goes up for everybody. It goes up for if you're already drawing, if you're not drawing, and you're delaying the benefit, all of the base benefits increase. So when you get your Social Security earnings statement, and it tells you what your estimated Social Security benefit will be, all those benefits down the road are going up by 5.9%. And the maximum benefit at full retirement age for those that qualify for the maximum benefit is going from $31.48 a month to $33.45 a month. It's almost a $200 increase. That's a dramatic increase. Now, here's where it could be a, a, a little bit of a warning sign. The, social, the calculation for cost of living increase means that future Social Security increases could be very meager or non-existent for a few years after 2022 because inflation would have to continue at relatively robust levels to exceed the current high bar. For example, the last time there was a significant cost of living adjustment, which was 2009 was at 5.8%, Social Security Benefits remain flat for the following two years. So just be aware, it's going to feel good for 2020-2022, but it's likely we're going to see very meager increases in the coming couple of years after 2022. Now, the 5.9% COLA increase also affects how much you can earn before being penalized for drawing Social Security early. 
Uh, it also affects the Social Security cap for workers. You know, right now, your Social Security payroll tax withholding stops. Um, let's see, I've got that number here. It stops currently at $142,800. So if you make more than that, you know, in 2021, you don't have to have that that payroll tax for Social Security, which is 6.2% of your income. And then the employer pays 6.2%. So it's a total of 12.4%. Um, next year, that's going to 147000 So it does mean you're going to have more taxation, more payroll tax withheld uh, for your Social Security benefit. And then the Medicare portion of the tax, uh, or, or excuse me, Medicare Part B premiums are going to be adjusted here in the next uh, few, few weeks. So the bottom line is we're likely to see, I mean, it sounds great for 2022, but the years following are likely to see meager or even flat increases, zero increases in Social Security benefits. And since 2000, even with cost of living increases, people have the purchasing power of Social Security income has gone down by a third. So again, and that's because of inflation. So again, we've got increasing inflation. We've got Social Security cost of living adjustments that over time have not been keeping up with inflation. We have fewer and fewer people retiring with pensions, with guaranteed income. So this means that as you age in retirement, it's going to be more and more incumbent on you to, to provide income from your investments. And that comes back to your financial plan, structuring stability of income in the short term and growth of income in the long term. Again, I talk about all of this stuff, including Social Security election. At my college class, uh, it's the next one is Pellissippi State Hardin Valley. This Tuesday, October 19th and 26th, two successive Tuesdays, I talk about seven key areas. It's Thrive Financially in Retirement. For more information, you can go to PellissippiRetirementPlanning.com uh, or you can call Pellissippi directly at 539-7167. I'd love to see you there. Again, that's 630, uh, two two-hour sessions, $59 per person and $89 per couple. Again, PellissippiRetirementPlanning.com or you can call Pellissippi at 539-7167. When we come back, we're going to talk about reducing your tax burden on your retirement income. So stay with us. This is More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. This is More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. As you tune in to News Talk 98.7 WOKI and the Brogan Financial Studio, we come to you every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. and again 3 to 4 p.m. You can also check all of our podcasts online, broganfinancial.com, click on radio. Do you have a 401k, IRA, or another type of retirement account? When you withdraw from it, you've got a big income tax bill that is coming due. And then how does that affect your overall tax burden in retirement? 
And how should you be thinking about long-term tax minimization? You know, I mentioned earlier in the show about the fact that I think robust stock market returns over the next 10 years are probably not real likely. I mean, probably the best way to beat inflation, but, but probably choppy, not robust returns of 9 10% per year. I could be wrong, but I think that's probably likely. And so if you can structure things to minimize income taxes, then that remember, it's not how much you make, it's how much you get to keep. So the two parts of that formula is income minus taxes equals net income how much you can spend. So if you can reduce the tax portion of that, you've got more money to spend. And if you have less investment return, then you're kind of boosting your net return by paying less tax. So, you know, I think it's important to realize your tax burden may not decrease dramatically in retirement. I mean, where do you think taxes are going in the future? We are living in a very low income tax environment. You know, it doesn't feel like that because we pay so many different kinds of tax, like property tax, fuel tax, entertainment tax. There are just so many different kinds. But the, the reality is when you look at federal income tax, our highest income tax bracket has been under 40% since 1986. That's 35 years. And prior to that, our highest income tax bracket before 1986 was always over 50%, or mostly, I wouldn't say always, but mostly over 50, and for many years was over 70%, and some years even over 90%. So our income taxes historically have been a lot higher, and we have the largest budget deficits and federal debt that we've ever had. I mean, our debt as compared to the size of our economy, which is how we should look at that, is higher than it was after World War II. So we have some real challenges. So don't be, you know, don't just assume your income tax rate is going to decrease in retirement dramatically. Especially once you turn 72 and have to take minimum distributions from your retirement accounts. IRAs, 401ks, and 403bs. And I mentioned earlier that's a big tax time bomb. Well, that's when the, you, you've got an IOU to the IRS. You've not paid any income tax on most, if not all, that money that's in there. So at some point, you've got to start paying the income tax. And, and the way that works is at 72, you have to start taking these minimum distributions, and they're taxable distributions. And initially, it's about a 4% distribution. So you can do the math on that. If you've got a couple million dollars in your retirement accounts, that's $80,000 of taxable income. So you're going to lose a lot of tax control. And you've heard me talk a lot about this sweet spot of tax planning between retirement age and age 72. When you don't have those mandatory distributions from IRA and 401k, so there might be a lot of tax planning opportunities for you. So consider how much you're going to need to withdraw from your savings in retirement to fund income and how much of that is going to be taxed, how much of it is going to be from your retirement accounts, and what will that taxable bracket put you in, and how is that likely to change in the future? And how can you utilize things like Roth IRA conversion, where you pay a lower tax now to maybe pay less tax in the future, 
uh, taking advantage of long-term capital gains. I, I talk about this a lot. I think it's the most underlooked area in tax planning. Cat long-term capital gains is one of the greatest things Congress has given us in the Internal Revenue Code. Do you remember back in the 2012, excuse me, I said 20 twice, the 2012 election when Mitt Romney was running against Barack Obama and there was a big brouhaha because Warren Buffett and Mitt Romney had a lower effective tax rate than most upper middle income Americans. You remember that? They had their effective tax rate on all their income was like 17%, something like that, which was lower than most upper middle income Americans. Well, why was that? How could they make millions and millions of dollars and pay a 17% effective tax rate on all their income? And the answer is they had everything structured, most structured, where it was taxed as long-term capital gains rather than ordinary income. Long-term capital gains for just about every taxpayer are always preferential, almost always preferential to, to ordinary income. The problem is, coming out of a retirement account, you do not get that long-term capital gains tax treatment. Distributions from retirement accounts are taxed as ordinary income. So how, how you know, this is where asset location is important. Where are your investments located? Are they located in an IRA? Or are they located in a non-IRA? If, if you've got all of your capital investments, meaning stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, if they're all inside your retirement accounts, that, that gives you great tax-deferred growth, but you do not get the long-term capital gains exposure because coming out, that money's taxed as ordinary income. Whereas your money that's outside the IRA and 401k, if it's all in fixed income investments, banks, bonds, things like that, those, aren't, those are not capital assets. Those are not assets you typically invest in for growth. And you're not able to take advantage of the long-term capital gains rates because they spit off regular dividends and interest. So this, this, you know, capital gains tax planning is positioning things now so that down the line in two, three, four, five years, you have the ability to take advantage of long-term capital gains rates. Now, is there a legislative risk that, that Congress could take some of that away? Well, sure, but there's that risk with everything. I mean, all of our tax, we, we have tax risk everywhere. So a tax plan is looking forward and saying, how much tax am I paying today? And how much tax am I likely to pay in the future? And does it make sense to generate some taxable income now and pay tax in a low bracket, knowing you might could pay less tax in the future? Now, the issue there is when you do that, there is an upfront tax cost. How are you going to pay that upfront tax cost? Like with, let's say, a Roth conversion. How are you going to pay that tax cost? And it's reducing your overall investment base. And you have to be careful with that. You don't want to reduce that investment base too much in the early years of retirement. This comes back to that planning word. How much income do you need? Can you afford to do more of this kind of planning? Um, I'll be honest, what you do every year with your tax return, if you've got a CPA or an enrolled agent that helps you with that, that's really not tax planning. That's tax preparation. That's looking into the rearview mirror and looking at things that already happened 
if you if you had an investment you sold and it had a tax and you got a 1099 on it there's nothing you can do about that it's already happened tax planning is more looking forward and being intentional and it, in retirement you typically have more control of your income taxes than at any time in your life so tax planning moving forward in this world of low interest rates higher inflation high stock prices challenging economic times the tax plan becomes more and more critical because if you pay less tax that puts more money in your pocket if you've not really looked at a comprehensive tax planning that looks at, at your tax return now and how you can structure things in the future we can help you with that uh, if you'd like a complimentary consultation you can sign up online you can email us there is a sign up form if you'd like a free consultation if you go to brokenfinancial.com you can sign up for a free consultation you can always give our office a call at 862-6800 that is area code 865-862-6800 or go online at broganfinancial.com you'll see the form pop up there and you can sign up for a complimentary consultation we do need to see your tax return and your investment statements to be able to give you that that consultation uh, we do protect all of your information we're happy to give you our privacy policy now when we come back we're going to discuss why you may or may not want to sell your home when you retire and what are some of the important considerations so stay with us as you're listening to more living with Jim Brogan right here at News Talk 98.7 WOKI Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. This is More Living on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. You can catch us every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. and again at 3 p.m. And uh, we podcast all of our shows online. Go to broganfinancial.com, click on radio now my next adult education class thrive financially in retirement is at Pellissippi State Hardin Valley campus this Tuesday it's the next two Tuesdays two two-hour sessions on the 19th and 26th 6 30 p.m. I cover seven key areas I think everybody needs to know in order to have a successful retirement you can find out more information at PellissippiRetirementPlanning.com or give Pellissippi a call at 539-7167. Now home prices are rising and the housing market is really hot and home sales have steadily risen for decades and homeowners and landlords have benefited immensely but at what point does it make sense to sell? If you're nearing retirement or have retired recently consider the pros and cons of selling your home. According to the National Association of Realtors Baby boomers make up the largest share of sellers in the market today at 43%. Selling while the market is booming could bring in a good amount of money. Sometimes moving to a smaller house or a different town could mean lower property taxes. And if you lower your, your housing cost, I mean, yeah, you'll be buying in an up market just like you're selling in an up market, but if you're overall downsizing, Hopefully that would be saving you money. Some people may want to move closer to their adult children or their friends or to someone, to somewhere with amenities they're looking forward 
uh, looking for. And, and then you may not, you know, problem is you may not want to lose the community you've come to know and love over many years. So evaluating your housing in retirement is so important. And, you know, a lot of people are moving to the Knoxville area from other markets that are more expensive. And they're kind of down, they're, they're, they're downsizing. They're moving from California and New York and from Chicago and from Florida even. And they're moving from areas that have higher cost of living. And yeah, market prices in Knoxville are booming, but they're lowering their cost because their markets are, you know, are even more expensive. But there's a lot to it when you move into a new market or if you even just downsize in your existing market. Now, we've had Don Steimer, who of course is on from seven to nine every week on this station with Around the House. And we've talked a lot about downsizing and about aging in place and all of those things. And all of those things are just very, very important considerations. Here's one thing I'm gonna add. If you're looking at maybe moving into a new market, maybe to be near your kids, or just a different area. Uh, I, th there's nothing wrong with renting when you first move into a new market. And especially as you're aging, I think it's critically important because, you know, my mom years ago, probably eight or nine years ago, was looking at moving from Knoxville to Abilene, Texas to be near my brother. He, uh, well, she, she kind of wanted to get away from Knoxville, and my brother John was in Abilene, and she wanted to kind of be in that area. She, wanted, she just wanted a change. And I urged her to rent a home in Abilene or even an apartment or a condominium before moving there and actually buying a house. That way she could really settle in and decide and determine, is this where you want to be? Because then if you end up, you know, well, Jim, I'm not sure I want to stay here. I, I kind of miss Knoxville. You're, it's, it's a lot harder to undo something like that if you own rather than rent. So it's just something to keep in mind. I know we think, well, is that financially foolish to rent instead of own? No, not if you want flexibility and you're dealing with transition. But dealing with your home options can be a financial boom as well. Now, you do need to understand the tax liability potentially. You know, you can sell a home, and if you've lived there two of the last five years, you can have up to $250,000 in long-term capital gains without paying any tax. If you're married, that's up to $500,000, but just be aware of those tax implications. Today, we've, dis we've, deter we've discussed the importance of overall financial planning because greater wealth provides for more living so you can live the best years of your life your way. Do check us out online at broganfinancial.com. Click on radio to download all of our podcasts. If you've missed uh, part of this show, we're on every Saturday at 9 a.m. and again at 3 p.m. We repeat the show. Um, my next class, Thrive Financially in Retirement, is at Pellissippi State, Hardin Valley. This coming, the next two Tuesdays, the 19th and 26th, you can go to PellissippiRetirementPlanning.com for more information and to download a syllabus. Thank you, Chris, for engineering the show. Thank you to Jill for helping produce the show. Let's go Big Orange. Let's beat those rebels today. Have a great day. You've been listening to More Living with Jim Brogan only on News Talk 98.7 WOKI.
The views expressed by Jim Brogan and his guests are not that of Cumulus Media. Any discussion of financial, legal, and tax planning strategies is not intended to be individualized advice and is general in nature. Always consult with your advisor for advice specific to your needs. This program's content does not represent a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment by Jim Brogan or Brogan Financial Incorporated.